0: Welcome to the Broadcast Podcast. I'm Double Dime, here with Atrophius, while he mends his throat for a few seconds. (laughs) And uh, thanks for tuning in. It is episode three, and we got a lot to talk about because we just passed over uh, Autumn's 2v2s. That just happened. So we do have quite a bit to talk about about that. We have the uh, Royale, the Autumn Royale, coming up pretty soon, and then we will be looking forward to BCX. And potentially we might even look at oh well, we are gonna look at a bit of a a bit of a like what we think about Loki a weekend give or take
1: thank you for handling the intro that was <laughs> we should actually we should actually trade off that, yeah like All each right. week. I think that would be uh a pretty cool thing to do um so autumns uh I'm gonna be perfectly honest, I did not get a chance to watch any two v twos other than North America. I was just yeah. not available at the time that the other, that the other uh, tournaments were happening. So I'm
2: yeah, primarily so barely... going to
1: focus on NA uh, as far as twos goes. I'll pull up the results real quick just because I'm curious uh, and because I don't actually know some of them. Uh, so let's see if anything surprising comes up here. Uh, Europe was Knees and Godly. Yep. That's a... Big win for those guys. Have they been winning a lot this year in twos? Acno and Blaze have won at least two.
0: Okay. So if it was Acno and Blaze, did Acno and Blaze win one or two? I know they've won at least one. I'm pretty sure they've won two. Off the top of my head, I could be totally wrong. But um, it's the first time Godly and Knees have won a tournament together. Yes, Summer plus two lands. Thank you very much.
1: See, this is why we have... The <clears throat> this is why we have guys like Sandwick to help us he fill did. in the details.
0: Nah, he didn't actually fill in the details. He doesn't know who won Spring and Winters.
1: Oh well. what a San, bum. Sandwick, you're worthless. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. No, no, huge congrats to Knees and Godly. That's uh that's big going into BCX, especially with just in general how dominant like Europe tends to be in two V twos as a game mode. Yeah. Like with the exception of BCX last year. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah. So if if they come in with that kind of energy to to BCX this year, I think that could be be a big deal for Europe. Uh South America was what do we got here? Hemway and Arrow?
0: No, you're looking at Southeast Asia. Oh, I'm if look, it's am I,
1: oh you're right. I am looking at Southeast Asia. I forgot which one I opened. Uh yeah, Arrow and Hemway. That's uh I don't know enough about this region. I'm gonna be real. I know so, that
0: himway is the new tiger, and he's been dominating. Yeah, he also won ones. He he won all four ones majors, and has also at least won one twos tournament. I don't know if he's won others, but he's won at least all four ones majors. Okay. I apologize in advance. They are landscaping for whatever reason at seven o'clock at night in the dark behind me. So if you can hear the lawnmower, sorry guys.
1: Yeah, I I heard a little bit of it, but it wasn't too bad. Yep. And then for actual South America, it was Kinda and Lores.
0: Yep, Kinda. Kinda just continuing his dominance. Lores. Those guys very, are very, very good players.
1: Those, yeah. those guys are effectively top two SA, right?
0: You, I mean, if you're going to go by placings overall, I think it goes Kinda use.
1: Okay, yeah. Also, enough.
0: also. Remember uh, during the first episode when I was trying to remember this, uh, the South American Ada player that went popped off at the LAN? It was SAC. Do you oh, remember that? Okay. Yeah, he popped off and got like seventh at the at at the first LAN of the year or something or whatever. Right, Anyways, right, right, right. and aside, but yeah, it was kind it was uh, Kina and Lores and they're really really good, really good.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting watching BCX this year. Just. All across the board like 2v2s is going to be wild i feel like the the fact that snowy and boomy split up and then boomy and sandstorm haven't really performed this year yeah. it's kind of been like it created a big gap in twos that's going to get filled by some team at bcx yeah and it's going to be i feel like i feel like one of these like four four ish front runner teams are just going to dominate at BCX this year and it's going to like it's going to look embarrassing for everyone that they fight against how large the gap ends up being on land
0: Yeah yeah you might be right and then uh who who won Australia before we before we move on to North America because we yeah
1: I do not have the Australian bracket handy Sandwick, can you clue us in on who won Australia
0: You should know Reg for twos. We're talking twos. We know who won ones.
1: For twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking twos. Twos was this past weekend. We talked ones last week.
0: And we knew who won ones. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right.
0: Ah, uh, Regindas yeah. and Duplikek. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. They've been pretty good. Duplikek has won a few to- uh, twos tournaments this, uh, this year. So that makes some sense. So that really does make some sense. Um, yeah, Regindas and Duplikek. Really strong team. Makes sense. Um, don't know as much about the region. Gotta be honest, Southeast Asia and Australia; those those regions are just off hours, even for me. Yeah. So it's really tough for me to tune into them. Yeah. And uh, without, and I don't want I don't want to sound bad, but without the homie Tiger in Southeast Asia, it's just really hard for me to get invested. I, you know, at least with Kyler still competing at a high level in Australia, I can stay invested, ho- hoping for the homie. You know right, but uh not not seeing tiger rocket it. it sometimes makes it tough, you know to be invested in the region,
1: so that brings us to n a yep, and n a twos was weird because weird, uh, yeah, because so Sparky did his predictions tweet, and I thought he had pretty solid predictions, and mm-hmm. he went o for three, yep, and I added my own uh. I running running into his predictions, which was uh Mowgli and Balloon Boy.
0: Yep, I saw this.
1: And we win a combined 0 for four cause Yeah, you were
0: all wrong. You were we, all just wrong.
1: I I I believed in I believed in those guys. And I'm sad that they didn't make it farther. Um I actually want to pull up the standings real quick and see who they lost to.
0: Yeah, didn't they s- I think they got ninth, if I
1: remember correctly. They did get ninth, and they lost to Meg Radish.
0: And, Hizu, and, and uh, Daddy Hezo is yep. who they lost to. And um, I He's, don't think we should be too surprised. Hezo had top-aided three of the four majors this year, so that's not a huge surprise.
1: No, but I, I think that the losses that they took were not surprising. I just, they looked really strong, and I was hoping for more of an upset.
0: You're right. Uh I think um I think it's just a nerves thing again. Maybe. Um you know Mowgli Mowgli is the lesser known name of the two. Right. And Balloon Boy has some nerves still. He I think he broke a lot of that in um in his big in his big one's performance last week, mm-hmm. but now he has to perform in front of a teammate and perform with a teammate. And that's just extra pressure. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think you know, their time's coming, especially balloon boys. I think he's just too good not to, to, uh, to figure it out. Um, ninth is a very respectable placing. That tournament was really hard.
1: Oh yeah. He's,
0: yeah. You know, like no, they'll do I, fine going forward.
1: I think, yeah. Twos, I don't know what it was about this particular bracket. I, <laughs> I feel like I don't know how many like actual team changes happened, but it, it feels like something was wonky about the seating for this event. So it,
0: it felt a little off. Yeah, you're right. the the the, uh, the seating felt weird. A lot of team changes, especially in the middle of the pack, right. Which really, which really messes with the seating. Like when two really top tier players meet up, they still fall in that kind of top. 10 to 15 range but when you have like a top 15 and a top 32 player meetup it can really really mess with the seating
1: yeah it 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 got a little weird i i still find it kind of mind-blowing that the the round one that we had happened like that was that was a crazy set that shouldn't have been that early in the tournament
0: it was, yeah, that was, we ended up playing Shadow Q12 and Darling Round 1.
1: Yeah. And we
0: had a, we had a bye. <laughs> so figure that one out.
1: <clears throat> that, was, um, that was a brutal round one.
0: It was a tough round one, but things happen. I mean, we had every opportunity to win the set. We had a lead in all three games and we threw it away. Yep. So we only won game one, and then we threw away a, a, a medium lead in game, or a small lead in game two, and a like a medium size, a pretty big lead in game three. So the seating, you know, we didn't take care of business. The seating was tough. It was a, it was a kind of a combination of both, but let's, uh, let's get back to the actual placings of the tournament. Um, the top eight was interesting. It was a very interesting top eight between. Yeah. uh Yeah. Like when I look at the top eight, without seeing who wins. Like, your top eight teams were Luna Snowy, Raidish uh, Megdi, Java Fakey, Anime Hideaway. I'm a poet, I didn't know it. Uh, <laughs> Boomy Sandstorm, um, Daddy Hizo and Truckstop, Zen and Walshy, and Maiden Experience. That was your top eight. None of those teams felt like a surprise. Um, what was a surprise is who ended up winning their rounds early in this tournament. Like, if you put Lo- Luna Snowy against Raidish Megdi, in any poll, and it happened. They put, a, they put a poll up. 75% of the people voted Luna Snowy. Oh, yeah. And they, they kind of got washed. Three, I mean, 3-1. It wasn't like a super washing, but they got beat, and they got beat pretty pretty handily. And then Anime Fan and Hideaway versus Java Fakie, I mean, I think most people would favor Java and Fakie, and they got washed. They did get washed, 3-0. Yeah. You know, like, Zen and Walshy 3-0-ing Maiden Experience? How, that's a big one. Like there was there was a top 8 with with upsets that we didn't uh that we didn't expect and it created kind of a really entertaining top 8.
1: Yeah, it was de- that
0: you wouldn't see. Yeah.
1: It, it was definitely it was definitely a very interesting tournament and I once it got once we got to see Radish and Megdy play in top 4 and see kind of the how much mastery Radish has now of the the boots. Reverse Sertek. Yeah. yeah. Um, I honestly thought they were going all the way. I, I was pretty sure they were going to win the tournament. And then Java and Fakie coming back and just... They they just played some good-ass Brawlhalla. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> they sure did. To, to
0: borrow one from Tasty Steve and Tekken, that was just some good-ass Brawlhalla. Like, they just they just... They were on the brink because that game five did not look good for a little bit, and they turned it around, and they won the game five and got the reset, and they absolutely stomped them in the reset.
1: Yeah, like, it was... I
0: don't know what happened, but it just didn't... It didn't look... Suddenly, it just looked like the mental broke, like the they came unglued, um or uh, ragdy Radish and Megdy. That's their name. ragdy they, un- they came. They <laughs> came unglued in the grand in the grand finals reset. They just couldn't get their team combos that they had. They had crazy team combos using the boots. Which between boots and like I guess just boots, the other three weapons are pretty solid at twos combos. But I sometimes you don't think boots are really crazy at twos combos. And and they were making them work and getting like crazy zero to hundreds or zero to deaths pretty regularly yeah. on those, on those weapons and any weapon combination. Um, that's, that's the thing that work. I was, yeah. that's the
1: thing that I was kind of talking about on Twitter was like, I, I feel like that, that, that particular setup probably won't and probably shouldn't survive after BCX. I think that uh, having that turnaround, having that turnaround, Say so consistent it just gives you too much control over where you're gonna put your opponent it's like it's one thing if it's like a weapon like scythe that can do that mm-hmm. where you have that and it's not a lot of um it's not a lot of stun time or whatever mm-hmm. so you have mm-hmm. very limited time that you can take to follow up
0: yeah on it whereas yeah
1: whereas like it's also for Scythe. It's also not a consistent setup every mm-hmm. time, to, because you don't have like guaranteed follow-ups and and a move that's as easy to hit as mm-hmm. Boots D Light is.
0: Yeah, no, it like, Boots D Light is super easy to hit, and you are right. There's a ton of stun on Ser, and you can you being able to turn it around and basically direct your opponent the way you want to with a true combo is crazy power. Yeah. You know, like being able to direct it and get consistent. Cause you're right with scythe, you can direct a person, but the person needs to have perfect timing to, to pick up the, the to pick them up off of the stun. Mm-hmm. The stun time is really low. You have to be really close or have perfect timing. Cause the stun timing is really low with, with, with boots. You can go make a sandwich and come back <laughs> and then hit the combo. <laughs> Like it is, it is an incredibly long stun time yeah. akin to something like a sword and light. Yeah. But I mean, in the air,
1: it, it that was one of the things that came up during the tournament is like, it's like old school sword delight reverse there because like, that yeah. used to be true on sword. That's right. But, but we took that away because it because was too powerful. Nice.
0: Because you could control the flow of the map effectively, yeah, way better than any other weapon could in the game. It's gonna. The problem is, is it's locked in for BCX.
1: Yeah,
0: Raidish has shown the strength, and now I think we're gonna see a lot more teams picking it up.
1: I yeah, I think that'll be
0: that'll be a sandstorm thing. He'll he'll continue to work on his twos, his his Tezca. It was already a
1: sandstorm thing. He was doing it with yeah. Tezka, Yeah, this event, You're right. So, yeah. I think
0: Raidish was doing it more consistently than. He oh was. yeah, I but... no, I agree. That's something that he'll work on, and I think a bunch of other top teams are going to pick up a Boots character. Whether it be, you know, I could see... I, could, I, I don't know why people haven't picked up Thea in 2s yet. Just an aside. <laughs> but I think anybody who could pick up Thea and play her in 2s is gonna, gonna... You're gonna hurt some people. You know?
1: Including your teammate, probably.
0: Potentially. Those six are pretty crazy, but you can work around it.
1: I honestly... Gauntlets are so strong in twos right now that if you're not playing Tezka, I think you're probably trolling.
0: I think Orb is really strong in twos too. I think Red Raptor is a good choice as a twos character.
1: I mean, yeah, Raidish made it work. I think, I think, I'm actually really curious why he was favoring Red Raptor specifically over Tezka. Like, I don't think that Red Raptor's signature kit is as good.
0: Because he's the best Orb player in north america
1: right but he played petra he's also very good at gauntlets it's true maybe he wanted i think he just wanted
0: the boots and i think he's just better at orb than he in his opinion right
1: yeah maybe yeah
0: there's nothing wrong with orb and twos i think orb is a very good twos weapon you can get lots <laughs> of crazy setups out of it
1: so java so. Fakey java fakey played jala and kaya and won with it
0: yeah, Jaya, as people are starting to call it.
1: That is a comp that we have played a lot.
0: It's true. We liked, we liked Jala and Kaya for a while.
1: My Jala uh, don't work like that, though.
0: Because <laughs> so. J- Java doesn't get hit. <laughs> That's the thing. In theory, Jala should be one of the best twos characters in the game. Both of her weapons are really solid at two. She's got really crazy signature kits, yeah. but her stats... Um, really prohibit her if you're if you are prone to getting hit yeah you die early and especially in a game right now where maybe lance isn't winning tournaments but tons of people are bringing olgram yeah and, or orion into a twos comp you just take damage too quickly on jala java is an incredibly talented player one of the best players in north america he's yep. just able to make it work you have to be one of those types of players you can't be middle of the pack show up pick Jala. And and just hope the best. It I just know. doesn't...
1: With that said, though, I kind of want to play more Jala in 2s.
0: That's fine. I like Jala. We could... Yeah, you play Jala. I'll play Kaya. I'll play Brynn. We can go old school. We could do double Jala. I got a level 50 Jala. I played Jala forever.
1: <laughs> I don't know about double Jala, but... Yeah. Oh, okay. But, no, they they just made it look so good. Like, we're gonna... We're, I, I, we should probably go back and study some of their gameplay. Now that I'm thinking yeah. about it. We there's there's lots of things that we could pick up from the way that well, they played Well, what were makes playing. them
0: so good is they didn't get hit, <laughs> and it's a big deal. Um, they played out of their mind, and once they got that reset on the other side, whereas we thought that Meg uh, Meg D and Radish maybe came unglued on the other side. Once they got that reset, they were just so dialed in. They got they oh, yeah. both got into this flow state that it was just like I'm in this. We're gonna win this, and it happened. They went three zero in the in the reset. So uh, they turned it around, won their tournament. I think it's Fakie's first tournament win. I think it's both of theirs first first tournament win, right? Is it? Has, has Jabba won a twos tournament? It's definitely Fakie's first, first tournament. So, oh, Java Fakie One Summers. Yeah, that's right. I, I they did that, too. Yeah, I, I forgot. That that I had a brain time. fart. Duh. I, I I don't. I, I forgot about that. Java Fakie One Summers. That's right. So they are a two-time. To- Is Java Fakie the best team in North America right now? I guess they must be because they've won the last two majors.
1: That's that's actually that's actually kind of interesting to think about. Um, I thought for a little while that it was going to end up being Luna Snowy because they were looking pretty strong.
0: If you told me at the beginning of the year that Luna wasn't going to be the best player in North America in either of the game modes, I would have told you you're trolling. <laughs> but he's just not right now. And I don't think he... I He's got something to prove at BCX!
1: I mean, he's had a lot of issues that he's had to deal with this year with, like... The, I know. I know. I feel bad stuff for him. And
0: The wrist stuff. I feel bad for him. But...
1: Hopefully he uh, gets sorted out and comes back. If uh, yeah. If he... If he I hope he doesn't feel too bad about whatever happens at BCX if he doesn't do well and comes back stronger next year. That would be the ideal. Yep. In my mind.
0: Yep. It just blows my mind every time I look at a tournament and go, you know, Boomy and Snowy won worlds and broke up. (laughs) They won the biggest tournament in the world and broke up.
1: I was talking to somebody about this. I don't remember who it was uh, over the weekend. And I feel like... I feel like if Boomy is the one who initiated that change, because just to get, like, Boomy, like, Boomstorm back together, I feel like he's probably kicking himself right now. Yeah, maybe. Because Snowy Snowy has done exceptionally well for himself with Luna this year. And to be fair, they didn't place that far away from each other, like Luna, Snowy, Boomy, Sandstorm, this tournament. Nope, nope. So... There is, like, signs that either of them could be very competitive, but I feel like Boomy Sandstorm just did not hit any of the expectations that was set by that...
0: That legacy of a name. Yeah,
1: exactly. The legacy. They, they didn't live up to the legacy this year.
0: Except that you know what's going to happen, is they're going to show up to BCX and dominate.
1: <laughs> like... I mean, maybe...
0: Boomy has never, other than, what, 2018 is the only time he hadn't won a, oh, 2018 and 2016. So 17, 19, and 22. He's won three worlds. Oh, yeah. So, um, 16 makes sense. He was, uh, but a wee lad during 16.
1: And that was the, that was Starlight and Daiku in 2016, That was
0: Starlight and Daiku, and then 18 was Addy and Cake. They were just the Team of Destiny because they beat LDZ and I with a quadruple clash, and that was the only reason they beat us. <laughs> I'm not kidding. If you get a chance, go watch the, the VOD. It is on YouTube. And LDZ and I are tied with Adamestic, 1-1 in Game 3 in pools, and we are smashing Game 3. And there was all four of us clashed, all in the air at one time, And LDZ and I got the weird swap place clash. Oh, no. I didn't realize it. So LDZ didn't realize he ended up under the stage and bonked. And I didn't realize I was up in the air and got killed by a gun recovery or whatever it was, by cake. Like, immediately.
1: Oh, no.
0: And it tied the game up. And we still had an opportunity to win because we ended up in a 2v1. But we were both red when we got that 2v1. We were stomping. We should have beat them. They shouldn't have won. So they became the team of destiny and win all the way. So good for them. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> to think back then you had the opportunity to stop the team of destiny and you that failed
0: that's the only reason yes no, thank you he found amazing. it and time stamped it that's crazy um, and to think um, that's the reason that we had to start off LDZ and I had to start off in losers in the money bracket because we would have been in winners starting um, winners in the money bracket otherwise right. Right, right, like, right, we would have right. effectively this is going way back. Why are we talking about this? Anyways, long story short, that's what happened. We were talking about BCX. Anyways, to get back to it, um, yeah, the fact that Boomy and Snowy split up after winning worlds is is crazy to me. That would have been something I would have held on to if Boomy and Snowy didn't perform at the beginning of the year. I would have thought, okay, now you make the switch, but you made the switch after winning worlds.
1: Yeah, honestly, if uh, if if. If either of those teams somehow manage to win BCX, that will be just huge bragging rights for whoever pulls it off, I think. Yeah, there'd be like validation. If it if it, if for- it ends oh. up being yeah, if it ends up being Luna Snowy, that would be crazy. Yeah. Just mind blowing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um we'll see. So it was crazy. Anything else that stuck out to you? Anybody go back and look at the top like any of these top 12 teams that you were thought were a crazy run or maybe you had higher hopes for i um i'm looking at i think a really good run was between was uh alex and um who was graveyard i know that person
1: oh yeah i they changed their
0: name they they're a well known player but they changed their name
1: yeah so. I, don't, I don't remember what the name used to be graveyard is worthy mm. i don't recognize that name either actually yeah. Do they have another name before that? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Maybe I don't recognize. So e- that's even that makes it even more impressive
2: oh,
1: yeah.
0: that Alex is able to go with a player that I didn't really recognize. Um, you know, um, Pugsy Wubs getting to ninth. Um, I just don't think Wubs is an ideal twos partner for Pugsy, so I think that's actually a pretty decent ninth. Um, all things considered,
1: Pugsy is such a good twos player. Like I don't know. Who he should be teaming with.
0: He should be teaming with Luma, Luna. How much they dominated last year.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot that's what that team was. And then they split up so that Luna could team with Snowy. Man.
0: I wonder if they're kicking, if, if Luna is kicking uh, himself too over that swap.
1: Uh, I'm, Were they placing better than Luna Snowy? Like they in won general? a
0: couple of tournaments last year. They won at least one tournament. They've won more tuna- tournaments than Luna and Snowy have, I'm pretty sure.
1: We're going to have to get we're going to have to get somebody to uh help us with documenting.
0: True. Luna and Snowy want a land. Yeah. see, that's so what I was thinking. If you're going to take a land versus online, then you might be right.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think Luna would be kicking himself. I think that they've been performing well enough that uh that he wouldn't be too upset about that swap. But Pugsy, I mean, I don't have any I don't have any feelings on, on Wubs one way or the other. Maybe not the ideal teammate for Pugsy. Maybe is. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Pugsy. Pugsy is just a really good player who I would like to see succeed in twos because he's just I don't know, just really impressive to watch him play.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's just the epitome of don't get hit and then hit really hard.
1: Uh, Cody Travis and Phazon was probably the m- most disappointing outside the top 12
0: they've been underperforming all year and i don't know if that's because
1: lack of practice maybe
0: lack of practice i was gonna say because i don't very often see cody online i know phase playing quite a bit Mm -hmm. but i don't see cody online a ton
1: i've seen them play on stream a good bit when phase streaming i don't know if it's like maybe a quality of practice thing maybe maybe Um, and then Cody was i mean Cody played pretty well in one, so um uh, yeah, I don't know i I think it's just maybe the i think it's just maybe the gap that's starting to emerge between some of these newer age teams and how much more effective that they've been at kind of like getting their game plans together and sticking to them and making them work compared to some of the older teams or some of these teams of older players who are. Still trying to kind of figure it out.
0: You know who had a good run? Who's that? Coslicks and Flower.
1: That is a pretty good run.
0: All things considered, I think that's a pretty solid run. I think they played really well. Good for them. Beat some halfway decent teams. Glue and Sprite's a tough team to beat. Yeah. You know, 13th ain't that bad. So good for them.
1: Hardy MJ and Jet Bean with Hardy MJ having very little practice.
0: Yeah, and losing to us in the morning.
1: <laughs> Oil. They got us back. So <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true. Um and Blue Guys and Volst. Not a bad run from those guys. So good for them. I'm very happy for Blue Guys. That's my homie. So Yeah. Good run. Um, yeah. I mean, there's not much to say. I it was it was an interesting top eight and uh it was fun to play. And um that's autumn, so let's look forward to autumn the Autumn Royale now coming up. I think I already talked about my my predictions about Autumn or, uh, Autumn's Royale, so I don't know how much we have to go into
1: it. Yeah, I don't think anything's changed from when we talked about it last week. Um, nope.
0: I think one of the big three is going to win it, and I wouldn't be surprised if, one of, if all of the big three were in the top three. So,
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's all. Yeah.
1: Nothing's changed. Um, as, far as, uh, as far as Loki is concerned, because I know we wanted to talk about him now that he's been in the game for about a week. Mm-hmm. um how much have you how much have you had a chance to play with the character or play against the character and do you have any like feelings one way or another about kind of his kit now that you've maybe been exposed to it a little bit more well i haven't
0: I think I've only played two games with Loki. It's not really my character obviously at right. one point I was a pretty decent Katars player, but you know, three years away and the hands getting older, guitars are a little bit harder for me to play now. <laughs> so I don't, uh, I don't play as much uh, of guitars anymore playing against Loki. Um, I think the character is really, is really good. Um, I think the SIGs are really strong. Um, the nice part is, is they don't kill super early. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, which is like his balancing factor in a way. But that, uh, which sig is that? The guitar? Is it side sig where he does the down, or is it the D sig, where where I, where I was saying that it was like, yeah, the D sig, like the the cracked out Ulgrim D sig. That sig's really broken. That's a really good sig.
1: Wait, the cracked out Ulgrim D sig? Are you talking about the one that looks like in sig?
0: I'm confused. What are you talking about? The one where the one where he where he smashes down with the with the guitars. And then, yeah, the one without the active input.
1: I think you're talking about side sig.
0: I think you're wrong. Oh, yeah, S, yeah, side sig. That's the one. Yeah, yeah it is side sig. That's, that's right. So. That sig's
1: really good. It's <laughs> a really good sig. Yeah, guitar side sig's good. Side side sig is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, that was the one. That was the sig
0: where, where they asked the balance team, they're like, what do you want to do about balancing this? And the balance team was like, yes. <laughs> and that's all they did. That's all they said. They're like, How do you wanna balance the SIG? We've we've done the art for it. How do you wanna balance it? And this and the balance team is like, Yes. Um, um that sig's good. Um the the one where where he teleports and sends out the 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 beam to the to the oh, yeah, to the left or the right.
1: Yeah, so I think eh,
0: it's like, mediocre SIG. It's okay. It's pretty good.
1: That, it's like that SIG is very interesting. Um I've learned a couple of things. I've I've learned a couple of interesting uses for it since uh, I recorded my video and since we last talked about it. Um, it is a crazy wall coverage tool. It's like, probably true. If you are if you're dealing with somebody and they've got limited options and they're coming back to the wall and they get to the point where like they can choose a number of places to land on the wall. And that's all they can do, but you can't like commit to like something like a I don't know, like a gravity cancel, or like an unarmed D-Light, or like an unarmed down heavy, or something like that. Like that has a chance to miss.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The scythe down will actually cover the entire wall. Huh. Like if you if you GC it in the right place. Mm-hmm. because of the way that the hitbox works during the falling animation. Like, that's the thing that blew my mind when I realized that the actual falling part of the SIG has a hitbox.
0: Uh, okay.
1: Yeah. You can literally see it at the bottom of the wall and cover the entire wall, and then some from the projectile that comes out after it. Mm. So, like, if somebody tries to dodge, like, straight up or to the right or something, like, they'll get caught by the, the swing... And if they dodge out and then try to come back in, they get caught by the projectile. And if they go to the wall, the entire wall is covered. It
0: just sounds like they threw everything to the wall with this character. (laughs) I don't blame them for making Loki a big, really strong character because it's one of those iconic characters, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to sell the game to somebody, you're going to sell them to all of the crossovers, and then you're going to sell them that, oh yeah, and we also have Thor and Loki, you know, big characters, right?
1: But I also don't think the character is high tier.
0: I think the character is pretty good.
1: I think he's, I think-, I think it's pretty good. I think in the right hands, it will be something to look out for. But none of the SIGs are like insane. Like they're really good. Like the two side SIGs in particular are really good coverage and headboxing wise. But everything else about them is very average.
0: I think if you're taking a character that ha- and giving them decent stats and giving them six really good SIGs.
1: He's only got four really good SIGs.
0: Four really good SIGs and two... We're not talking about, like, a vector release D-SIG.
1: I know, he doesn't have any SIGs that are that bad.
0: Or, like, you know, like something that bad. What? Speaking of... What? It, because that sig has been reworked and is actually usable now. What do we think is the worst sig in the game? Just real quick, off the top of your head, when you think worst sig in the game,
1: worst sig in the game.
0: Yeah, it can't be because H- Core Hammer Side Sig
1: actually has a no no no. no. You're combo. you're saying you're saying D Sig right? The rollout. Bodvar
0: Sword N-SIG, are
1: you in, what?
0: Are Hello? you high? That thing ban, has. Ban him. ban him from this chat.
1: Sandwick, Bodvar Sword N-SIG is a vacuum cleaner. Ada Blaster, Blaster's N-Sig. I yes. don't know that's if a, that's a that either.
0: That's the one where he, she does the flip. That's not a great SIG. It's not. No, Ada Blaster's D-Sig. That one's bad. Okay,
1: that one's bad. That's a bad SIG. I, I no, I, I can agree with that. Ada Blaster yeah. D-Sig is pretty trash. That's
0: a bad signature if any character needs a sig reworked right now it's that one because why would you use that over just the side sig which is broken on ada it's so fast and kills so early versus this d sig that's like and then it's got this giant blast at the end that does nothing that you think is going to absolutely obliterate you and then you go like four feet and you walk up and kill him with like a haymaker it's worse than an unarmed sig like you've got guns that shoot lasers at somebody And then the guy walks up to you and just goes, and haymakers you in the face, and that kills you quicker.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. Ada Blaster D-Sig is probably up there.
0: That's gotta be up there. The Ada Blaster's D-Sig. Yes, that is true. And if you somehow managed to only get hit by one blast, it only did nine damage.
1: It's pretty decent right now, especially gravity canceled against the wall. That splash damage is kind of absurd.
0: Fun fact about Roland Lance side sig while we're on sigs here. If you only somehow get hit by the first bit before it goes poke and then poke up, if you only somehow get hit by the first bit, it only does one damage.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen that sig drop.
0: It's like if you get interrupted in the middle of it. Uh, You'll okay. only get one damage off.
1: I'm very much mock- So when I do an in sig and it doesn't go up, I get mad.
0: That's fair. That's true. So That's fair. Um...
1: You'll get used to yeah. that if you play like uh Asuri or something and play guitars. All That's the strings go down.
0: <laughs> except that except that at least a is going up. Oh, yeah, yeah. At least the hitbox
1: goes up. At least the
0: hitbox is going up. The hitbox up. goes up
1: to dunk, but the yeah. actual hitbox for Ada's is down, which is weird.
0: Yeah. Ada jumps up and shoots down on an Enzig. That doesn't make any sense. So at least at least visually I'm monkey brain too, but at least visually the Asuri one makes sense because at least the character's going up and the hitbox is going up.
1: It's like how Thatch Blaster's N-Sig is like a side-sig.
0: Yes, it is. Thatch Blaster's N-Sig is a side-sig. Yeah. And then it's
1: like they gave Thatch Thatch two side-sigs and then a D-Sig that shoots up. Yeah. In an arc. (laughs) Man,
0: old, old character designs were wild. Yeah. Old character, you could really tell BMG was just like, We're making a fighting game, how do we make a character?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, here's Thatch. That's not to say Thatch is a bad character, by the way. That's a pretty good character, but
1: oh no, Thatch is pretty Thatch used character. to be really bad, but yeah. he is significantly better now.
0: Yeah, pretty good character, but it that's his biggest weak point is he doesn't have a SIG on his on his blasters that, that uh, really targets upwards. But anyways, yeah. we're going on a big tangent.
1: I mean that's kind of the point of the show today, I think. Oh, I know. I think today, today is today is broadcast tangents. The episode with chat we, participation.
0: Yeah, we have some. Yeah, we have some. Uh, we we we're both a little bit tired today, so. Um, but we wanted to get some entertainment out to you guys. So. Do you um, guys
1: like Bryn? Bryn is one of Double Dime's favorite characters.
0: Bryn is close to my heart.
1: Thoughts on Ada Spear delight GC Insig being confirmed again? Fuck that. That's my thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, that can't happen because that Ensig is already really good, and to put it inside of a true combo, I would just, I would just rather just jump out of a window.
1: Oh man, I that's every time I see every time I see an Ada in Q now, I know it's because that exact, it's because of that one interaction is like the only reason that Ada is being played right now, and it drives it just me nuts.
0: It just kills so early because the Sig is actually so good. You know, like Mm -hmm. the SIG is so solid. It has so much force
1: on some smaller maps. You kill it orange. That's crazy. Yeah. Is it confirmed out of sidelight too? If you've got no dodge, that's, that's the thing that was super crazy. Sidelight light. light. No, no, no. no. I mean like if,
0: if you just hit a sidelight, can you you confirm it?
1: Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It would probably cover a bunch of dodges.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you've got no dodge going into the sidelight, then yeah. Don't know, I'll test it real quick. All right, Sandwick will be back in a little bit with information on...
0: We have our own research team on this podcast, and it's literally
1: (laughs) Sandwick. We don't pay him. He's a volunteer. He's been giving us all the details on the tournaments. He's in-game labbing shit for us so that we can talk about it on the show. It's great.
0: Well, we got some time, so let's take some questions. With Badevar, yes, I adore Bryn. I have 70-plus levels on Bryn. Um, I will not answer Failey's question. He's typed it twice now. <laughs> um, be quiet, Dan. Dan is, um, in, Dan
1: is in chat trolling.
0: Um, I love Bryn. Bryn is great. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a mod in your chat?
1: I don't know. Are you? Type I'm not even a
0: mod in your chat. This is. I got this, you. this is disgusting.
1: It is disgusting. You're- you
0: time me out.
1: <laughs> I didn't time you out. Oh Dan timed you out. My god. Uh mod double dime.
0: Uh Ekrem? Ekram. I think that's how that pronounced. Thank you. I'm a mod now. Um, um do you think Brawlhalla was more fun back in the day or is it better now? We're biased.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay, actually I'm gonna wait for you to answer this one. Uh
0: the game was a lot less people weren't as What's the word I'm looking for?
1: What is the word you're looking for, Doug?
0: We weren't as refined at the video game back then. Okay. We weren't as optimal. That's the word I'm looking for. Sure. We weren't as optimal back then. So the game in itself, because we weren't as optimal, we made more mistakes, which made the games faster paced, which made the games more fun. So in that way, because we were all worse, the game was more fun. Now, I did play the game during Chain Dodge era. And the mm-hmm. game was not fun during chain Dodge era, and I don't even know why I stuck with the game no
1: you didn't know back then I didn't know any better
0: but who oh,
1: it's it's chain actually Dodge
0: was a different video game it altogether. was
1: it was it was very different and it's 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 hard to it's hard to really think about because chain Dodge was so much worse, and we didn't. Like, we kind of, like, knew that it wasn't good, and, like, the whole community kind of knew that it wasn't good to have all those iframes all the time, and everybody kind of, like, seemed to universally agree that this is kind of not great. Um, And then when it was solved, and then we got... uh, A dash. Got Dash, and started playing on Dash, and just how much better the game was, like, instantly, just from that change, was... uh, i mean if you're if you're talking that far back in the day, um yeah, no, the game is way better now, um, but if you're talking like post dash like between then and now, honestly, I think the game still is better today it's the game,
0: I don't think the game is more entertaining, not even close.
1: I think it's different because there was still so much that needed to be figured out back then,
0: but that's what created entertainment because it's it's like it's like. It was like, how do I want to word this? I don't know how to put it into perspective. It, nobody here watches sports. So it's really tough for me to, <laughs> to put it in a, in a sports, um, in, a, in, a, in a sport, like related to sports. It's like, okay, just bear with me. It's like the NHL versus the AHL. <laughs> the NHL is the top league in hockey in the world. Faley will, Dan will get this one. The NHL is the top league in the world. So they're very refined. Defense is really good. Mistakes are really low. Now it's different because there's a time limit and it's very back and forth. But when you get two really good game, two really good teams playing in the playoffs, it's really low scoring and not a lot of chances. Then you get to the AHL, which is the league just below it. And there's tons of mistakes because not everybody's right there. And it makes for these huge open games that are super entertaining and just a lot of fun to watch. Where I think we are and where I think we continue to go, and I love Brahalla to death, is as more players start realizing that there's no reason to approach, we're going to start seeing more and more eight-minute timeouts. It's just gonna happen, in my opinion. I games are already getting long. We're already regularly seeing six minute games.
1: How frequently do we really see six-minute games, though? Unless you're uber-talented,
0: like Sandstorm is, for example, at a weapon that's super explosive and gets the reads three times in a row, a lot of these matches are going six minutes.
1: I kind of wish we had, like, a left stick or someone like that in chat right now who could tell us the average length of games in top eight. Um, top are- sixteen. sixteen.
0: I don't want to get too far ahead because Badebar did ask a really good question.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do what you plan- do we think? Yeah, do, do you plan on having a live recording of broadcast at BCX? That would be cool if we can somehow make that happen.
0: It's going to be tough. We would need, yeah, I don't know, 15 to 16 minutes. So if you average that out to a three-game set, that's over five minutes a game. So that's over half the timer being used.
1: But that's set length, not game length. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I would, I would love to be able to do a uh a live, a live showing of the broadcast at BCX. We could grab people as they walk by, do a quick snippet and stuff like that. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, figuring out how to record it—that's the issue. Figuring out how to record it. The, we could probably get some help from BMG. They'd probably help us out on that.
1: We maybe. have, we, we have,
0: we have insiders. I'm,
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm already, I'm already talking about how to get help from them on Origin, so I don't want to load too much on them. Um,
0: We talk to Toast. We don't talk to other people. Toast but
1: (laughs) But um, there's two things that we really need to make that happen. We need a way to record the footage, and we need a way to make the audio not sound like shit. And if we can have those two things, we can make the rest of it work. Um, So I I think that would be a cool thing to do. So...
0: I stopped interacting with the community for a good three years because of the pandemic, and when I came back, there was a huge influx of new players. How do you feel about the new generation of Pro Hall of Pros? Done. Um, I don't know. None of them seem to have much of a personality so far. (laughs) I'm hoping some of them will break out and show some of it. Uh, You know, I follow them all on Twitter. They're kind of boring.
1: Some of them, some of them do. Like, um, Stingray? Stingray's got... A bit of a personality, and he also does other things that are interesting besides just Brahala. Yeah, which I think is part of what makes uh, a bit of a person makes a person have a bit of a personality, in my opinion.
0: Absolutely, I'm not saying it's a blanket statement. I just think they're a little bit more boring than than what we had. I mean, we had you know Sandstorm being Sandstorm, like Sandstorm still. He's got his personality. He's a goof. He's a he. He's a troll. He, he, he's he's very sure of himself when he wins a tournament. Um, we still have that personality. That's the thing about it is, is it's it's a yeah. hard
1: comparison to make because we had like strong personalities because we had people like Crocky, we had people like Issadru, we had people like Ithro, we had people like Noel, like, like me, like <laughs> well, like you, yeah. I
0: mean. Like, it was strong big personalities that people could people knew you know lil Capped.
1: like lil Capped is another excellent example
0: like we had these big strong personalities that people could get behind or people could hate yeah and that's the other thing is that they are younger
1: yeah no that no that's that's kind of exactly our point is that like is that they are young. but mind you Isidrue was younger and wrenched was younger And
0: these players did have personalities going into things like that, Yeah, you know? I just, you're right, they're younger. I think as they grow up, as they start to get a little bit more comfortable, they'll start to show it a little bit more. But that's the other thing, is that at the top, tip top, we kind of all, we all came into, you got to remember that our group, let's call it 2016, 2017, onwards until like 2020 2019 right 2016 to 2019 we all kind of were with the infancy of the game yeah so we had this strong camaraderie of we were with this infancy of this video game that not a lot of people were playing or watching or looking at or taking seriously yep so um it gave us a sense of a a real sense of a community. When you showed up to a LAN, you could pretty much hang out with everybody. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. And I haven't been to one full disclosure since 2019. But, uh, even when I, I I just literally was just talking with, with is drew a couple of nights ago, we were playing TFT together and, um, Yeah, he said that, uh, he said it just didn't feel the same at BCX 2022. It just wasn't the same. He said he still had some of his friends, but he didn't have everybody. And it didn't feel like there was that type of camaraderie. And I think that was always going to happen when the game got as big. The game's big now, guys. It's not a small game anymore. Yeah. And I think that was always going to happen. You were were now no longer going to have this kind of small community mentality. It was it was different.
1: It was different because at sure. the last um at the earlier BCXs before the pandemic, like the events were the events were like pretty decent sized for like what the game was. And when we went to DreamHack, like we were part of a much larger event. And those two things combined kind of caused brahalla to stick together a lot as well. And then you come in like post pandemic after the game has kind of exploded over the course of the pandemic we added all these new players uh the community itself is just so much larger and then we get to BCX 2022 and you see it you see it in like how much larger the event is how many people come out um just the the number of faces that i didn't recognize at this past BCX compared to previous ones like there's just a lot more people in the game and so like back then, we it felt like a big kind of Brawlhalla family, and now it's just too big to have that level of kind of closeness with everyone. And the- I do want to,
0: yeah, I did want to touch on what Badebar also said: is that it feels like that they're trying to prove themselves to the, old, the older players. It doesn't even feel like that. If in some cases, I've always been sometimes of a. a, a a bit of a grading player to play against. Yes. Now I'm considered a fast player, but at least back then I was considered a pretty grading player to play against. <laughs> and I never or very rarely was talked down to or attacked by my, my contemporaries. Never happened, ever. We were all friends because yeah. we seem to understand that a play style and a personality, they don't exist. They're, they're, they do not correlate. And I feel like the new age of player doesn't um, can't differentiate from the two. And I have recently been talked down to or attacked by newer up and coming players just because of the way I play, especially if I win the games. And that's just not something that used to happen.
1: I think that's just uh, I think it's mostly just an immaturity thing. Yeah, I get that. Again, comes with age. Yeah,
0: but it just it never used to happen.
1: Younger play, player player base with the growing community. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly it. I mean, let's be real. If we go back, it, like if we if we wind the clock back and we look back at like Boomy in twenty seventeen, like I think even Boomy would agree with me when I say this. The kid was a bit of an asshat. He knew, and he grew up a lot. He grew up a lot and quickly too in in the community. And so, yeah. I think uh, lands make a difference. Because like when you actually get to these events and you meet people in person and you actually see faces behind the names, yeah, pretty much yeah left stick is saying pretty much exactly what I'm talking about like they they only like lived behind their screens without seeing people at lands yeah that's mm-hmm. pretty much exactly what it is and i I noticed some of it improved like almost immediately after b c x and some of it is still kind of kicking around with people being. Just immature and they'll grow up. It'll improve. Um but I mean Growing every days. every every new generation of players is gonna have this problem. Because like if we look at if we look at Brahala o- over a long enough time horizon, um if we if we truly believe that this game is not going anywhere for a long time, which I do, I hope I think it's I think it's still got quite a bit of life left and left in the tank. At some point in the not too distant future in theory, we should be cycling in another new generation of players. And those players are going to have a lot of the same and similar problems that we're talking about with the current generation that's kind of growing up with the game and slowly starting to mature. And you see it with a lot of people, I think. I don't want to name any specific people um, right now, but I've seen it with a handful of people. That are like top eight contenders right now, how they have over the last year, year, two years, have matured quite a lot.
0: Dan, you've needed to mature for a long time. Dan, it's never gonna
1: happen. Yeah. We've we've Uh, just accepted it at this point.
0: Um (laughs) I think the other thing that take that that for these players is that our generation reigned for so long. You almost could look at the top 32 of a North American tournament. And guess all top 32 slots before the tournament started. And I think for a lot of them, it's now we finally have broken in and now we got to prove ourselves even more and be like, we're the big guys now.
1: You I mean, I a mean? lot of that is just difference in size of the community because yep. a-, a lot of the reason that you could like list the top 32 is because there was only 32 <laughs> <good> players. <laughs> it's like back then there was like 20 consistent top 32 players and then like you'd have this random assortment of like 12 players that just cycled in and out on the bottom half of that bracket.
0: Death, taxes, and I throw getting top 32. I think he had the longest top 32 streak of all time. I think it was Ithrow that hit that. The longest <laughs> top 32 streak of all time. Not missing a tournament. We're not like, because Boomy missed a couple tournaments but didn't miss top 32. Right. Like I throw literally didn't miss a top 32 for I think four years or something like that. That's you
1: kinda know. crazy. So Noel. Yeah. Noel was like incredibly consistent back then. Yeah,
0: I, I ended Noel uh at forty ninth at one tournament though, so can't be that consistent <laughs> if you're losing to me for forty
1: <laughs> So how how recent was that? That was twenty twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was yeah, twenty twenty. That, that was about when Noel was deciding to not play anymore. <laughs>
0: That was right before BCX 2020. That was Mammoth Cup. I ended up at 49th. 2020
1: was 1 billion years ago, Don. Yeah. <laughs> it pretty much feels that way.
0: Okay, then how about how about when we, when we eliminated him and I throw a final round? There's one. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Who is Badevar?
1: Who is Badevar? That's what happens <laughs> when you, like, disappear.
0: Yeah. Um. There was another question. That was a fun one that I wanted to see. Oh, yeah? Um... I think it was Ekram again. Where did it go? I saw it. It was a fun one. <sighs> Where did it go? I lost it. I lost it. Do Maybe it think, wasn't Ekram.
1: Do you do any of you think somebody will ever surpass the achievements of Sandstorm?
0: I doubt it. Um nobody's winning that many world championships again. I think when Sandstorm retires it'll be a rotating cast because the game's just so big. Like he's got six of them. He's got three ones and three twos championships.
1: I would have liked to see. Impala come back and do the double. Him choosing to retire this year was a a big disappointment for me.
0: Impala's the prime example of somebody who has all the talent in the world and didn't love something. It's Um, less
1: that he didn't love it and more that he just loved something else more and chose to pursue that instead.
0: I guess so. But if you were that talented at something, you'd think you'd just keep rolling in the money. You know what I mean?
1: I respect it. Honestly, he he had his mind made up about what he wanted to do and he went after it. So yeah. despite being good enough to make good money playing Brahalla. Yeah. So I so, think that's a...
0: No, good for him. Don't get I me wrong. I don't, I don't have anything again. It's just, oh, yeah. that's the, that's just what that is. I think you know, go, go good for him if that's what he wants to do. It's just, I think that's just what it is. It's there's, go I back think,
1: to my... <laughs> I think that the potential is there for it to maybe happen... Someday, like I think someday, maybe somebody could surpass Sandstorm. What will be mind bending is if Sandstorm wins BCX this year. If he wins it, BCX this year, I think there's no shot anybody no, catches up to him at that he's point. Up.
0: Impala won last year, Fabar. Yeah. Um, no, Sandstorm, I don't think Sandstorm is surpassable. Um I just don't I just don't think I don't think the game itself has the longevity for somebody to win that much. I think eventually you got to start be think start thinking about Brawlhalla 2 or its successor at some point. So I don't think there's somebody that can show up and win 6 championships before the game is turned over to a new game.
1: I mean, maybe. Um I patty. I think I think Brawlhalla as a game itself probably has enough longevity that if somebody was going to do it it would have to happen like the the role would have to start pretty soon like whoever wins bcx this year is going to need to be extremely dominant next year in order for that chain to start
0: Maury, i think uh i think with brawlhalla i think it would be you'd have to do i think it needs a full engine overhaul if they're thinking something like that so i would think it would have to go to a brawlhalla too um in my opinion, anyways.
1: That would be a tough one because uh yeah. people losing all of the skins and stuff that they bought as a consequence of like well losing quote unquote if it ended up being like a new game. The problem with the problem with Overwatch 2 was that they overpromised and underdelivered. Like uh-huh. Uh-huh. hardcore. Mm-hmm. Overwatch 2, the way that they did the in place in place upgrade would have been perfectly fine. Had they not just totally screwed up the, like, the whole purpose of doing that change?
0: I gotta gotta answer Sandwick's question here, because this is something that I'm very passionate about. Okay. Split up the balance between ones and twos. It's there's so many games that split up their balances between like pve and pvp like mmos will split up the balance between pve and pvp these are two totally separate game modes and the problem is is you can nerf or buff something and make it completely broken in one game mode and completely useless in the other or you nerf you buff it to make it stronger in a game or stronger overall and it just absolutely like it just breaks it in a, in a game mode like I, I i think that would be really difficult it would be so tough but if you could just put them if you just i guess the way it is like cuz <clears> the least, reason
1: i mean yeah. the, the reason that like pve versus pvp balance works in mmos is that you're yeah not playing against other people
0: that's true and, don't get me wrong i know that there's a difference there but they are two separate game modes altogether
1: they are two separate game modes but you can't the thing about it is is like you can't do anything other than like damage changes i guess so if you start making changes to like frame data or hitboxing or anything like that then you start making the game feel different depending on which game mode you're playing
0: i guess what is wrong with that is my answer because we already we already have people who are dedicated to one game mode and the other why not have people be I don't
1: know if that's necessarily true I
0: I think so I think there's lots of people who'd rather play twos than than ones if I think you, if anybody's dedicated to a game mode it's most people are dedicated to twos and just play ones as an
1: offshoot If if you if you were truly dedicated to just one game mode they would have to either they would honestly have to either retire one of the game modes or raise them both up to be like equivalent to the way both of them are today.
0: I guess it's just like when, when you look at something like now, right now the balance is pretty good, but for a while there, when you looked at Axe for the longest time, it's always been really solid at twos, even when it was bad, but it was borderline unplayable in ones for a while there. Mm. And now they've buffed it enough that it's, Still stupid, if not really strong at twos now, like stupidly good. But it's also pretty. Like we're we're seeing it win. Um,
1: we're seeing it win lands.
0: Lands. We're seeing it win so, solo lands. Yeah. So that's where it's something like that needs to get looked at, in my opinion.
1: I I don't think you can. I don't think you I don't can know if you
0: can. I don't know if like you that. can. But I think it's something that should. Sh- I think if it was something that was from the get-go and they did it that way, I think that would have... You can't do it now. It's too late. It can't happen. But I think if it was like a 2016, 2017, even 2018 change, I think that's something that they could have gotten away with.
1: I'll put it to you this way. I think that that is actually radical enough that if they had done that from the beginning, one of the game modes would just be dead today. Everyone would have gravitated to whatever the main game mode they decided was the one and the other game mode just wouldn't get played.
0: Nah, money talks. As long as you keep funneling money into both game modes, it wouldn't have mattered.
1: Mm, I don't know. Even with the money, there was a period of time where people really didn't like playing twos.
0: That's because you could sit there and infinite sword and light somebody to death without them getting out of it. That was just poor design.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was fixed. Yeah. I mean, I think it just, it puts too much, um, it puts too much cognitive load on the players. Is probably Maybe. like the main, the main Maybe. thing. Because if you're uh, having to keep track of like moves that just behave differently depending on what game mode you're in, that's that's just really weird.
0: Would you both argue it was easier for Sandstorm to win due to lesser talent in the overall regions? Now, no, because Sandstorm's insane at all fighting games.
1: Uh, Sandstorm was so far ahead of everyone else when he was dominant that it was is that if he. Yeah, go on. I was going to say, like, it it wasn't like... It wasn't that there was less talent. It's just that he was just so far ahead of everyone else.
0: And if he continued to play and not take that break for multiverses, he would have stayed so far ahead of everyone else. We're seeing it! He's already caught
1: back up! That's a little bit questionable. Maybe. He's already caught back up, though. The rate that people... That's the thing, is like, everybody... Like, the entire scene kind of levels up together, right? Yep. You had Sandstorm, who was, like, the, the, wrench de- the Wrench versus Sandstorm Grand Finals, like, eight times in 2019. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you had, like, Wrench or Sandstorm, who was, like, so so far ahead of everybody else while the entire scene was kind of, like, leveling up behind him. Yeah. He took that break and ended up falling below everybody else's, like, they passed him, right? But yeah. there's, like, um, it's, like, Diminishing Returns over time, eventually, like, he wouldn't be able to stay ahead of people at the rate that everybody else was improving. Eventually, yeah. everyone would start to catch up.
0: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. The only person that got close during his reign of terror was wrenched. Nobody else was close.
1: Yeah. It was it was very, very dominant back then. Like, I don't use coming back fast if he's not already back. No, I he's already back. He's back. He's so back. I think I think this Royale is gonna be a really interesting preview of what's gonna happen at BCX.
0: We, we already said between Kaina and Sandstorm, whoever wins this Royale is the best player in the world going into BCX. Yeah. And if Godly wins it, then you've got a three headed dragon of who the best player in the world is right now. But whoever wins, if, if or Sandstorm wins this, they are by far and away the best player in the world going into BCX. And if Godly wins it, you have three of the best players in the world.
1: BCX Top 8 is going to be so Mickey no matter what happens. Why Mickey? What? It's
0: a hard tournament. You're going to have tournament. You're going to have bracket wreckers. There is. You won't have, you won't have uh, Sandwick to break the Top 32 though, so.
1: <laughs> True. No, I, whatever happens in whatever happens in top sixty four at BCX is going to be the real crazy stories. I think there's going to be some there's going to be some wild upsets in that bracket before we even get to top eight. It's so be an
0: interesting and I'm excited for it. Yeah, you still have my jersey from last year too. Are you going to bring it?
1: Uh, I think it's actually sitting over here behind me. Perfect. Uh, bring it so I can grab it. Yeah, I will try to remember that.
0: They're gonna be incorrect, but I don't I would be utterly shocked if Sandstorm wasn't in the top eight. There's not eight players in the world better than Sandstorm right now. And really honestly, it doesn't matter how quote unquote Mickey it is, you can only play who's in front of you and whoever wins the tournament's the best player in the world.
1: Projection Projection rates oh. are gonna probably be the most incorrect they've ever been. I mean <laughs> Yeah, they kinda already are. I mean they have been who, who how how frequently has um the projections just got wrecked at almost every tournament that's happened this year
0: i mean i've even when it was a really consistent top thirty two I could never get the top eight right there's no world where I'm getting the top eight right now yeah, so
1: that's the crazy thing know. is it feels like I don't know about other regions I know that um like Europe and South America have like a much smaller handful of like really consistent like top four top eight players but in north america right now the thing that makes this region different from everybody else is that like we have like 15 or 16 top eight contenders at this point and they are duking it out every tournament for fifth through it for fifth sixth seventh to see who actually makes it into those last few stops spots and top eight
0: I think we got time for one more question, guys, before we, uh, one, maybe two, if they're really interesting, and uh, then we're going to kill it.
1: Yeah. Oh, damn. How has it already been almost an hour and a half? I know. How do we keep doing this?
0: No, we're having a good time. Blue guys, that doesn't count as a question, but we are doing just swell thank you. (laughs) And uh, we, we shouted you out earlier. You and Vols did really well. Congratulations on your placing during twos. That was really good. That was awesome.
1: Would you both we, want both, to win BCX? we both
0: want sandstorm to win bcx <laughs> i i mean the the in my heart question is i show up and win bcx i want to <laughs> win bcx yeah you right. always bet on yourself uh, aside i keep seeing people good players making predictions and not predicting them winning tournaments and that is the stupidest mentality I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Always predict you're going to win a tournament because you're already going in with a negative.
1: I am a, I'm a Sandstorm fan, so yeah, I, San- I, would like to win, I would like to see Sandstorm win BCX. My no-bias answer to that question is kind of...
0: My no-bias is Sandstorm, so... Yeah. That's the question I was looking for. If you could ask any player going to the Autumn Royale any question, what would it be?
1: Ooh. Um... um he said earlier that do you it doesn't put, have to be Brawlhalla related. I know. Um,
0: do you put mayo on your pancakes?
1: God damn it, Dime. I hate that you <laughs> thought the exact same thing that I did.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: we both thought it. That's funny.
1: I mean, to be fair, to be fair, we only thought that because of who was asking the question. It's true,
0: but we still won't both went there. <laughs> this is what happens when you've been married for a long time, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, Dime and I have Dime and I have now officially been teaming longer than me and Narwhal did, so
0: I think we're one of the we might be in the history of Brawlhalla one of the longest running consistent teams.
1: Sandwick in contrast.
0: That has actually made money.
1: Oh, okay, fair. We made money at Dallas. Oh, true. The end of that sentence was better than I thought it was going to go. <laughs> you
0: guys, we made money at Dallas. Production tech. <laughs> oh my god. This has turned into roast Sandwick. Oh my god. Welcome to
1: the stream, Sandwick. Yeah, this is we're gonna, so good. We're going to have Sandwick on as a guest at some point, just so that we can actually roast him to his face. We
0: can do the roast of Sandwick. All right. We are going to hit one hour 30. Pretty uh, quick here um i did the intro if you want to do the outro
1: thanks everybody for joining us for another episode of the broadcast podcast with atrophius and double dime i was atrophius this was double dime and we will see you all next week same time same place 10 p.m eastern tuesdays you were a goat for this series i appreciate it thank you very much thanks everybody for watching where's my love bye (laughs) bye everybody